0: On today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together.
1: But see, the honest parent, the parent that says, listen, I'm human. Listen, the culture is effed up. Listen, you're you're in this home, you are loved, you are cherished, you are exalted. When you go outside, it might be different. Because Mm -hmm. you are going to be dealing with a whole lot of people who got unhealed trauma. And so you got to know who you are. And we got to be able to have conversations about what it means to be a human being.
0: This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit blackgirlsgettingtheirshifttogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one on one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on Ladies Night, focusing on self-care for Black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune into this week's episode.
2: This the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams, get your cream by any means and be with self-esteem supreme, and Buddha walk so mean, the way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens, dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka, redesign your spot and redefine your mantra, retwist your locks and realign your chakras, doing your squats and getting close to God, huh, Brunch it with your squad or taking a girl's trip, adjust your crown, you God's gift to the world, sis, celestial your body, drink your water, meditate, Sun kiss goddess, heavenly order, levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you you or savage you a gift and a treasure you got to love a black girl getting a shift together black girls are getting a shift together these black girls getting a shift together man these black girls are getting a shift together these black girls getting a shift together dog
1: and in, in everything right now you can continue to grow and evolve and change that is the beauty of being whole because you're never done with evolving Hmm. trauma is adapting to pain trauma is adapting to painful and hurtful and violating experiences and situations but being whole is being flexible living in that flexibility being conscious to to the reality and to the world around you that was a long ass answer i know i know but I I i i think that I can't give you a complete answer in three words.
0: Not when it comes to wholeness at all. But I wanted people to hear that because sometimes, and this could be, you never know the first time someone's even hearing about being whole. So I felt like that long answer was definitely needed. And I love what you said about, I really loved how you put the eight C's in there. That slide you show in class makes me, you know, I always tear up when you, I don't know, it's, It feels so joyful when I see that slide. It really makes me cry.
1: Yeah. That is so beautiful. Um, Let me just say this, because there are some people who are your listeners who don't know what they are. And so (laughs) um, when in Love University, um, in my program, I teach that you have parts of you that have been hurt and wounded and parts of you that have worked very hard to protect you from feeling that pain Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying because that's how we keep going but wholeness is about recognizing that there is an essence within you that cannot be hurt or traumatized there is an authenticity in you a higher self within you a real self that has qualities that can never be extinguished and when Ursula talks about those eight C's, that's what she's talking about. The qualities of courage and creativity and connection, the quality of being calm,
0: confident qualities
1: and confident of the yeah. real you. And anytime you are in life or in a relationship and you are completely and totally disconnected from those qualities, that's because you are disconnected from your real self. Your real self, and when you when you think about wholeness, like your real self, that is your everything, right?
0: Not in the form of like you said, achievements, clothes, labels, how much you can control people, partners, yes, relationships. Exactly. So, hmm, what's what? something? If one person, a person can do one thing to learn to start to rebuild their self-trust, what's something that they could do that's attainable? Because this is a lot for someone who has been a lifelong people pleaser, a victim martyr, as I just learned those terms. That's a lot. But what's a baby step someone can do?
1: So self-trust is definitely a part of the healing process and a baby step. See, in building self-trust really is about you rebuilding your connection to yourself, rebuilding your relationship with yourself. So um, you can start with simply honoring and acknowledging how you feel. Without suppressing it, without shaming, without blaming, recognizing that it's okay for you to have feelings and thoughts and emotions that aren't always pretty or perfect. Because when you can acknowledge your humanity, then you begin to rebuild self-trust. Because the reason why we lose that sense of self-trust is because we're trying to perform to please other people, we're trying to earn love, we're trying to be liked, you know, when we're children, we're simply trying to survive. Right. And so that self-trust is reconnecting and reengaging with your intuition, with your, as I said, your feelings, practicing honest self-expression, even when it's uncomfortable.
0: That's a true super superwoman I feel when you can't express your true feelings I don't know it seemed like the the longer I've been taking your class that I can see it in people not in a judging way but I can just see it and I can see it in myself too and I'm still learning but the perfectionism how it shows up in um mm, yeah because there's some parts of me that I didn't really well yeah, I didn't realize that was perfectionism at all. But I also am very cognizant that my my mom taught me the playbook on perfectionism. Yeah. Yeah. She had, she had yeah. her black and white striped shirt. She had the earmuffs on and she had the playbook right here and I was on the sidelines taking some conscious notes and then he- here we go
1: this- <laughs> that's this is listen what you just described is human development 101 mm. that's it you know children parents used to say and I used to hate when my mom would say do as I say not as I do we I know hate that died. girl
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> up.
1: And if you're a parent, um, please stop saying that. Remove that from your repertoire, please. Can you tell them um, why you suggest that? Oh, you are over the place. So <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> first, okay, let me say this. One is it needs to not be said because first of all, human beings learn by modeling. It's called the social learning theory. We learn by imitating. Children don't listen to what you say. Why do you think you got to repeat shit eight, nine, 12, 16, 22 times? And I guess you forgot when you was a kid how you did. You was hardhead and you ain't listen. You listen sometimes. But you know what I'm saying? That was out of survival. Right. The way that we learn is through imitation. And this is why it can be so easy, easy that we transmit. Trauma, which is intergenerational trauma, because we naturally um, take on the patterns and behaviors that are taught to us directly and indirectly, consciously and subconsciously or unconsciously um, from our parents and our caregivers. And the reason why parents should not say, you know, don't do, you know, don't do as I say, not as I do, first of all, because you come off as a hypocrite. So, that right there can sever just, it can sever trust between a parent and a child. Because now you're telling me to be perfectionistic and to do things that you are not even willing to do yourself. Oh, oh and we recognize it as kids. And I know, because if I were to ask you about your own childhood, you if that happened to you, you could tell me that you recognize that as well.
0: mm. We have a question and a comment, so let me go with the comment first. Hey, LaQuita, yes, this is a live, live, sis, yes, and she says she's been listening while working and could have been chatting. LaQuita is a chatting girl.
1: Tell us what you were saying. You got some
0: questions.
1: Throw your two things up in there.
0: That live button is still live. The live button—it's wait—the button is buttoning right now. So. Drop, drop that comment in the section, Laquita. So yes, it is live, live. And um, Tamika, hi, Tamika. She hey, said,
1: "Beautiful.
0: self-trust is a journey, a practice, and practice too. too.
1: Yes, girl. I think as for trauma survivors, it's a journey because it is a practice. It is not something that is just going to be automatically perfect because, because our survival required us to disconnect from ourselves and our natural inclinations, as I said, that is creates a sense of distrust. So now it's like I'm relearning myself. I'm reconnecting to myself. Excuse me. I'm getting to know myself. That takes Practice. And sometimes you may not necessarily get it right in the moment because if I've learned to suppress my feelings on the healing journey, I may not realize in the moment that I suppress them because now you're operating an automatic. So oh. you will automatically disconnect yourself because when stress comes, when conflict comes, you will automatically kick in to how you've adapted, what you learn. So if that means someone is getting a little funny. They raising a voice. You know what I'm saying? They might be coming at you. If you're the type of p- people pleaser person or you have a part of you that people pleases, you'll just shut down. You might withdraw. You might stop talking. You see what I'm saying? Because that's what you've practiced for so long. So the practice of self-trust would be to begin to tune in because you're going to feel it in your body. You're going to feel it in your throat. You know what I'm saying? You know we do. We feel it when you feel like somebody trying you or they coming at you or they're being passive aggressive with you. And so when you get that feeling, it's like, oh, that's an indicator or an invitation to tap back into yourself instead of checking out. Mm. check in and not out. Check into how you feel, what you think, and you can start expressing yourself and setting boundaries instead of going off or crying or making yourself responsible, blaming yourself or blaming other people. You can say, when you said this thing, I felt. Do you see how you take responsibility? But then you're expressing yourself. You're showing up. And creating an opportunity for repair or creating harmony or having a conversation.
0: Right. That's the journey. As opposed to showing up with an adult
1: tantrum. Exactly. Which is really means that your inner child is present right now and has been activated. Activated and like a mother. Woo. Yes. Triggered. People do on. Everyone says triggered. I'm, triggered. I'm triggered. I'm triggered. But you don't even know. That when you say you're triggered, that means you done triggered an old traumatic wound, which means that in that moment, you are usually in single digits. So you three, four, five, eight, nine years old. Yeah, that's what that means. Woo. Uh, we have a couple of
0: comments. Hi, Topaz. Topaz, also put in the comment section where you are tuning in from. She said Black adults teach children you have to work four times harder than a European
1: counterpart um black adults have taught their children that for generation because it was absolutely true like let's just keep it real we're not gonna act like black people were just out here telling their kids to work hard for no reason because racism is real now has that changed i think it has changed has it changed completely hell no we absolutely not We, we 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 know what it is And so this idea of having to work four times harder is because white people can afford to be mediocre. We cannot. Oh, shit. That's the real.
0: That is real, real. Wow. (laughs) Okay, we have a few more comments. Laquita said, parent is a synonym for Hippocrates. Ooh, because the biggest hypocrites are parents. I'm more honest with my children because we need each other's trust.
1: I think that's so important for us to be. That's beautiful. And, I, and let's just keep it real too. Beautiful. When Topaz said, you know, black child, parents teach their children to be work four times as hard. The reality is our parents who teach us things it's because they want us to succeed generally they want us to have more than what they had and so what happens is parents can develop um or a lot of times they already have them qualities that are perfectionistic meaning especially we, listen we we black here okay and we know that as i talked about i'm going to bring this full circle so i can explain this whole thing as i mentioned earlier the whole idea of being less than human creates a lot of shame. So that means that and research shows that that mm. is exactly what happens. And with racial trauma, it creates this sense of being or feeling defective. And if I'm being or feeling defective, I want to ch- try to teach my child from my defectiveness, right? Cause it's not healed completely. And then if I'm growing up in a racist-ass culture, i got to deal with that too. And so I, I'm i teaching my child who to be so they can survive. survive. So that's a yes. more time harder survival. The idea that I'm going to be a hip- hypocrite and I'm going to tell you to do what I can't or won't do is for your survival. But see, the honest parent... The parent that says, listen, I'm human. Listen, the culture is effed up. Listen, you're, you're, in this home, you are loved. You are cherished. You are exalted. When you go outside, it might be different because mm-hmm. you are going to be dealing with a whole lot of people who got unhealed trauma. And so you got to know who you are. And you, we got to be able to have conversations about what it means to be a human being, Okay.
0: And a human being
1: has flaws. And a human being doesn't know everything. And the more we can be human with our children, and hear me when I say this, you allow them to be human. Human. You allow them to make mistakes. You allow them to, um, (laughs) they're going to push boundaries. And it doesn't mean you let them run over your boundaries, but you engage them in conversation. You teach them through relationship Instead of punishment, right, or even a
0: hierarchy, you think as well, we, I don't well, I know I grew up, it was always I'm here, and Ursula's here, so everything was always talked down to to me now as an adult, it seemed like it came from more of a hierarchy. um well, I'm older than you, you're younger, you don't know anything
1: that is. A common symptom of dysfunctional families, because Mm -hmm. there's this idea of like, I can disrespect you, but you cannot disrespect me. Let's just keep it all the way real. Because, you know, the idea is parents should be respected at all times, but parents do not respect the children at all times. They do not. And you know, it's so funny
0: how it- Dysfunctional households. Exactly. And then it still spills over. You could be uh, even a grandmother yourself and still being disrespected by- somebody
1: older but
0: now that i think about it they haven't matured
1: at all so that's why those those dynamics are dysfunctional that's why extremely we have several people
0: on the online right now if you can click that subscribe button in the lower right corner just click on it to black girls getting their shift together with ursula b would be so awesome so while you all are subscribing, I'm going to read another comment, which was pretty good. Okay. you get in love <laughs> to me. Say, keep it real, Sarita.
1: Hi, I love it. She is one of my, honey. Listen, you are one of my ride or dies, and I'm so grateful for you. I don't even know how you catch me, but I'm glad that you do every time I go live. So thank you. She said, this is golden. Yeah. Yes, I love when I'm on point, honey, because that's what I strive for, honey.
0: <laughs> I want to say this name correctly. Mini,
1: Mini Emo.
0: Forgive me if I'm not pronouncing it.
1: Minimo. Let me look. Let me adjust the microphone. You know what? I, please. I know who I that can't. is. And don't judge Ursula because she messed up everybody's name. Okay. <laughs> if Everybody. I don't get it,
0: I just make up the dangers. Just, just
1: call her <laughs> Bless. Blessings, Blessings. honey. Blessings. I
0: like blessings. She has a question. She says, I just started dating someone and I have an avoidant attachment style. I haven't dated in years because I feel safer alone. So my question is, how do I know if I'm seeing red flags or giving myself an excuse to run back to my safety bubble? Great question, Blessings.
1: That is a very very good question. It is. Thank you. um, First of all, I'm going to invite you uh, to trust yourself because I know you and I know that you do the work. And so the fact that you can articulate to me, I have an avoidant attachment style means that you know who you are. And so you said, well, how do I know if I'm seeing red flags? I think the fact that you are questioning seeing red flags or not, it says a lot about who you are and what you've come to know about yourself. And so a red flag is about another person behaving in a way that is disrespectful, that violates your boundaries, that violates a need. It causes some kind of hurt to you. Now, it when we are uh, when we have an attachment style that's not necessarily secure, that may be more ba- based in fearing attachment in relationships, we'll have a tendency to make shit up. So we'll have a tendency to see things like, oh, you said you was going to call me I five, but you ain't coming back. I know, but I fell asleep. Now, this is not an ongoing thing because, see, when when there's some red flags, they usually don't stop. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. might show up differently. One might be crimson. One might be red. One might be reddish orange. You know what I'm saying? But usually when it's a red flag, uh, they don't come in like, you know what I'm saying? Like like Christmas, like holidays, you know, just once a year. That, that That feels like, oh, okay, that's a human being and human beings do mess up. So I would invite you to consider when something comes up that you might be questioning is it me or is it a red flag consider what oh. you're feeling and be willing to become curious which is a quality of yourself and investigate what is this feeling is this feeling like someone violated my boundaries or am I feeling fear because they they feel very differently when we really start to put it, put our feelings under a magnifying glass and then you can determine if you want to have a conversation, which is usually engaging the other person with your feelings and taking responsibility without blame. So um, when this happened, I felt. And that person's response can tell you a lot. Because if that person flips into some blaming or shaming, if that person um, does something that is basically, if they are emotionally immature, their response can tell you a lot about who they are, how they handle conflicts, and how they respect your feelings. Does that make sense? So you got to go within and check you first. And because this is a relationship where you want to have honest communication and intimacy, when you bring it to them in a way that is emotionally mature, you can see if they respond with that same level of maturity and respect. You, <laughs> That was a lot, and you know,
0: I, I'm trying to keep myself present because I can see my head going this way. What was very, um, mm, what was very good is when you said how the person reacts can tell you a lot. So I can just think in the past. Oh well, if if I'm being real, quote unquote, real, as real as I could possibly be back then and they're already tripping. Okay, well, I'm just not going to say anything else because I want to keep the peace when really that was just an opportunity and an excuse not to hold any boundaries. But shit, I didn't have any boundaries for my goddamn self. So it was just like at that time, yeah, the peace was easier, but it really wasn't.
1: Well, keeping the peace is part of that uh toxic superwoman playbook that perfectionistic playbook that your mama taught you you see look right here yes that's (laughs) this is the playbook that's so basically what happens is automatically using your analogy when some conflict comes up or a red flag shows up we get our playbook that has all the varieties of how we practice denial
0: Oh yes, it's coded in colors and everything. So, <laughs> it's the one that you want to use immediately, those are in green, like let's go. Other
1: ones are in yellow. Okay, we'll hold back, girl. And that's and <sighs> this is why we it's it is important for us to check ourselves. Check in with ourselves to determine um how to address whatever comes up. Because yes, you are going to be activated. You are going to be triggered because this is new, right? Not just new, but because of your attachment style. So you're gonna be triggered in t- with your own crap. And so how you bring who you are to the relationship will show you the other person's capacity to be in relationship with you. And they're gonna bring their own stuff because guess what, everybody's human. Everyone is
0: human. I love that. The capacity in which they come.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm learning that more every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to take your
0: advice, what you were telling Darlene, as far as putting yourself out there, because I can definitely empathize. I can see what Darlene means about just, she's tired of, the so when you see the capacity of others, but, Mm. but, That's but you question. get to
1: choose who you'll be in relationship with and you can choose true to invite people or you know not based on their capacity facts oh
0: <laughs> laquita said ursula has taught me that if you come through acting up regardless of your age and this is true anybody can get it respectfully can get this smoke. My favorite move is to exit stage left and leave every heifer to themselves.
1: <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's clear boundaries. And see, the boundary is if someone act up, you can leave. See, a boundary isn't trying to control the other person or nag them or guilt them or make them do what you want to do. It's okay, to the left, to the left. That's it yeah age
0: doesn't matter anymore not right now for me so Laquita is absolutely right you know you get to a point where you get tired of being disrespected but I do have language now where I can deliver that message Laquita said "La Sarita you got the glasses off the (laughs)
1: See, she's funny. That's why she said I could have been chatting. Because she is off the chain. She is really funny. You be, just- I no- I knocked them things off, girl. <laughs> I didn't even realize I took them off.
0: And the funny thing, you should see her and her husband. They banter off of each other the same way. It's so funny. But yes, Sarita knocked my damn glasses off my head. And she's pondering this novel you just released. My question is, do the management tactics mention throwing people in the trash? Not literally, but.
1: You know damn well it do. (laughs) (laughs) If they could get the smoke and they go to the left. They can also get cut and I don't, I don't, I don't mean literally, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I don't mean literally, but absolutely. I mean, that's part of revoking invitations. You got to do that in order to keep your peace. Because if someone is, if fundamentally they are toxic, they are hostile, they are narcissistic, they got to go. Because they don't, they are the antithesis of peace. Oh. They're, they're, they they operate totally and completely on drama 24 7 all the time CNN drama you right. want to deal with that it's a choice but then you know that's a martyr but that's a <laughs> that's a choice
0: people listening in the chat you've listened to everything put in the chat we know you want Sarita to come back but what do you want what do you want to know what do you have questions about what what was the next topic what would you like it to be i'm just curious on that but um
1: how real you want us to get and i mean any topic especially related to trauma relationships relationship trauma um sexuality whole seasons uh uh, you daddy issues mama trauma Like these are things that are real to us and that really impact our mental health.
0: I'm glad Um, you said mama trauma because Sarita and I did, I think two streams with mama trauma. I will put that in the description box. It's a must see. Listen, I didn't even know I had some mommy. I had no freaking idea. And when that scab was pulled off, oh my God. But I was so fixated on my other parent that I didn't see. So Tamika said boundaries with children as a single parent.
1: Okay. Yeah. This is good. I think that's a that's a good topic because a lot of us have experienced that. I think that it may, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a good topic to have us, you know, to have some dialogue with and some conversation. Because Absolutely. how the boundaries are going to look are, are very. There's some that are just absolute must. You know what I'm saying, but then it's also very flexible based on how a person lives, how what they value. So yeah, it's a good conversation.
0: Thank you for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you, and I love you all.
2: This little queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self esteem. Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens or a doctor, red wine or vodka redesign your spot and redefine your mantra retwist your locks and realign your chakras, doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? crunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip adjust your crown, you God's gift to the world sis. celestial your body, drink your water meditate, Sun kiss goddess heavenly order, levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together Black girls are getting they shift together. These black girls getting they shift together, man. These black girls are getting they shift together. These black girls getting they shift together, dog.